This episode is brought to you by Fortis et Fidelis, honoring the brave and faithful service of our fallen. The free will never forget. What's going on, everyone? Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just want to take this time to say thank you to all our supporters, all our listeners for voting for our podcast as we were awarded the best educational podcast on the first annual Military Veteran Podcast Awards. Again, thank you all for supporting the podcast and our brand Fortis and Fidelis and helping us create memorial coins for families of the fallen. Thank you all for the vote and we hope for your continued support. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Brave and Faithful Podcast. I'm your host, Radian Dionisio, and today I have another Navy veteran with me. She is also an author, uh, a radio and TV host of the Empowerment Talk for Today's Women. Uh, currently, she is the National Director for Training at Bunker Labs. I have Renee Bob. Renee, how you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. Well, thank you uh, again for for taking the time. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier there was uh, I was kind of reading some of your bio and there's like all kinds of stuff that you're doing right post service. Uh, but I, I kind of want to go over uh, your service. You're in the military and in, in the Navy. Uh, can you just briefly tell our audience um, how long you served for? What did you do in the Navy? Yeah, I sure can. So I actually joined the United States Navy. I actually played basketball, Division I basketball at Cheney State University. And so, you know, at that time, in order for you to play the next level, you either had to go international and play or you had to go into the military. And the WNBA wasn't around back then, not to tell my age, but <laughs> it wasn't around. So I decided to join the United States Navy and I got a chance to do two things that I love. One was to serve my country. The second was to play basketball. So I played NATO basketball for the Navy. My job was telecommunications operator. Um, so what happened was, you know, what's interesting is that when Desert Storm happened, they was like, Renee, you have to put up your sneakers. <laughs> you know, it's time for you to really serve. And so I ended up having, of course, serve. But I enjoyed my time. I was in for five and a half years. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, you served during Desert Storm. Um, you served for five years. Um, what made you kind of decide after that to transition out of the military? And how was that? Because uh, we talk a lot about transition on, on, the, on the podcast. How was that transition for you? And, you know, what kind of led you to what you're doing now? So when I was um, on um, the USNS Henry J. Kaiser, we were in the Red Sea. 
And I got this inkling or this, this feeling inside as to why is it that I am here? Like, what is my purpose here on earth? Why does, why does God have me here? Mm. And so I felt like I had done all that I needed to do in the military. And it was time to begin to make a transition. So I began to do an assessment of all my talents, all of my skills, the things that I truly enjoy doing. And I began to do a lot of research before I made the transition out of the military so that I was kind of clear about those things that I truly desired to do when I ended up making the transition. So when I got out the military, I got out the military in um, Norfolk, Virginia, really Virginia Beach, Virginia. And so I joined the military in Brooklyn, New York. I got out in Virginia Beach, Virginia two totally different worlds. And so, you know, I had to make sure that I began to build my network so that when I made the transition, it would be a smooth transition, even though it was very, very challenging. Okay. So, uh, you know, got out of the military, you're in Virginia, you're not, you know, you're not in New York anymore. Right. <laughs> um, how did you get into, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier radio and, and, and TV personality. So it came from me doing that assessment. So I okay. did a lot of different assessments from Myers-Briggs to self-directed assessments to kind of identify, again, the talent skills and things that I'm really good at. So once I got crystal clear about those things, I was actually enrolled at Norfolk State University working on my master's degree. And I met an instructor, um, Dr. Brown, who he actually had the entire class to write a statement like a bio of where you've been, where you are today and where you desire to go. So I turned in my paper, a couple of weeks later, he called me into his office. I was so nervous and so scared, I thought I was in trouble. And what he did was he had a whole stack of books that were about entrepreneurship. So when he read my bio, he realized that I really truly desired to own and operate my own company. And I wanted to do things that I enjoy doing, which is career development, book publishing, entrepreneurship, and financial literacy. And so I began to really focus in in those areas, but I started volunteering in the community to be able to be able to build up my network of support. So it was easy for me to be able to find contracts because I had started building up my, my support system by networking. Yeah, that's um, uh, uh, networking is a topic that kind of gets brought up a lot during um during the podcast here, um, you know, what are, what are some of the quick tips or advice would you give for somebody that is, you know, might be transitioning, uh, close to transitioning out of the military? What are some, you know, maybe top three or five things that you would uh, give our audience uh, as far as like how to properly network? Yeah, I love that question because I believe that your network is your net worth. Mm. So it's like whoever you're connected to, they have access to people that can help you make the shift. So number one is getting past the fear or the idea that you're bothering people or that they're not interested in learning more about what it is that you're doing. So sometimes, especially with the military, we get so much pride that we end up you know, being afraid to be able to ask for help. So being willing to open up your mouth and ask for help, that's one. Number two would be um, doing what's called an informational interview. And it's coming up with an idea of, you know, three to five different people that you would love to have in your network. 
And then you coming up with some questions, like maybe three to five different questions that you can ask these individuals. But the people that you go to to do the informational interview, they have to be individuals that are gonna help you get to the next level. And then the third thing that I would highly recommend is a lot of people use social media for dating. No, 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 no. You can <laughs> use social media <laughs> to really build up your network. And so, you know, even on LinkedIn, on Facebook. So I will post different things that I'm doing. And whenever somebody reaches back out to me, I try to send them a Calendly link so that we can do just a 30 minute coffee and conversation because I want to know more about what they're doing, because it may be able to help me in my particular journey. Um, I don't know if you read the article, because one of our recent guests mentioned it, 50 cups of coffee. Yes. Um, yes. And so, you know, what's interesting about that, there was a TV station in Nashville, Tennessee, that did an interview with me, and it was called the 50 Cups of Coffee, right? And um, my office is located in the Nashville Entrepreneur Center. And so the beautiful thing about being connected with a co-working space is that they give you access to their network. So I didn't have to do the 50 cups of coffee. I went to one person and that one person was able to get me connected with the individuals that I need to get connected with. And so that was the, the, the pretty much the mission of the Nashville Entrepreneur Center. So I'm very, very familiar with that 50 cups of coffee. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, you, you did some uh, assessments and uh, you know your your uh, I believe you said your professor kind of uh, kind of led you in in the path where you're at right now. Um, is is something being is is being an entrepreneur is that something that you kind of like had um, an idea of doing uh, before? Or is that just something that kind of just came out recently when when you were kind of shown that way? Now, so I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I watched my mom, you know, she was an entrepreneur, even though she got a job, she also did a lot of entrepreneurial different things. Okay. And I always wanted to be my own boss. I always had a vision of being a businesswoman, but at a young age, I had no idea what that was going to be. Um, when I was really young, my mother put me in Toastmasters. And, you know, as a teenager, you know, I was in teenager Toastmasters <laughs> building up my speaking and she always had me on the stage performing. So she saw something in me that later on I was able to cultivate, you know, like there are people that see different talents and skills that you have. And it's so important to kind of be around people that are going to help you to grow those particular things. So my mom was really good about that and helping with the seed of being an entrepreneur. That's awesome that your mom kind of just pushed you in, in that yeah. direction, right? Like speaking in front of people as Toastmasters, as a teenager, yeah. you know, when most teenagers <laughs> would probably be afraid of talking in, in front of people. <laughs> yeah, no, I loved it. And That's then it. I, was, I was amazed at how words can change a person. Like you can say something to someone to uplift them, or you can say something that can really hurt them. So I saw the power of words and I wanted to be able to use the my powerful words to empower individuals. So uh Renee, how did your time, how did your time in the service kind of help you prepare to be uh you know an entrepreneur and in, in what you're doing now? You know, <laughs> it's so interesting you asked that question. Um a couple of years ago I won the 
um, National Business Journal um, Veteran Entrepreneur of the Year Award. And I just recently won the Dr. Paris Love Military Veteran Entrepreneur 2021, you know, of the year. And so it's like those seeds that were planted when I was in boot camp, I had a really, really hard time in boot camp coming from New York. I have always been raised to be self-sufficient and be independent, to take care of yourself. But you know that the military is all about <laughs> taking care of others. Right. And it really, it really didn't connect with me. And so because I could not make that connection, I just kind of stayed in trouble. And they would always catch me talking. They would catch me doing things that were not in alignment with the mission of the Navy. And it wasn't until the company commander gave me responsibility because I'm a leader. And once that company commander gave me leadership, everything shifted, man. I started motivating the rest of the people. I showed up on time. My bunk was always perfect. My boondocks were always (laughs) shining. So the military gave me that, that sense of self, that sense of responsibility, Um, the willingness to be able to work hard and focus on getting a job done. And so when I'm working with entrepreneurs, I do a lot of work around, you know, putting action towards the things that you want to achieve as an entrepreneur. It just doesn't happen by osmosis. So we see all these people on the internet, they get rich, no work, no work, but you have to work in order to produce the results. So the military definitely showed me that. So, you know, transitioning out of the, uh, out of that military, where did it, where did this, uh, RBI, um, I believe RBI enterprise, where did that come about and how did that lead you to, um, bunker labs? So interestingly, when I, um, made a transition out, um, I started doing, um, career development, um, entrepreneurship training. I would travel around the country doing seminars and workshops, going back to that seat of public speaking. And then people would always say, well, where's your book? Where's your cassette tape? Do you know about a cassette tape? Yeah. (laughs) Where's your VHS tape? We had that in high school the last time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And so I had none of that. And so I took a speech that I was giving and I gave it to a graphic designer and he put together a booklet for me. I had a huge conference where I, a Christian entrepreneurial conference where I was speaking at. And um, after I finished speaking, I had a line of people out the door ready to buy a copy of my book. And so that really birthed the whole book publishing lady. And to date I have 17 books that I've actually published. Wow. And so um, about four years ago, um, I was introduced to Mr. Blake Hogan, who's now the CEO of Bunker Labs. And he was like, Renee, you know, you really need to go through Bunker to the VIR. I was like, no, who has time for that? But he really brought to my attention that the challenge that they were having at the time was attracting minorities to go through the Veterans in Residency program. So I decided to go through the program and I actually um, just purchased a a professional women's basketball team called the Music City Icons. And we're a feeder to the WNBA and then international teams as well. 
But what I do is I put a lot of support around my players to make sure that they have a career after their basketball is over and they're really good with their finances. So I decided to take the basketball team through the BIR and it was amazing. And the BIR is of course, Veterans and Residency Program is for six months. And so I was able to do a crowdfunding campaign on iFundWomen. I was able to raise a little bit over 365% of what my initial goal was. And a lot of that came from being connected with Bunker. They had us to do pitches. We had to get up and speak. Again, going back to my speaking, which I love to do. But Bunker really put a lot of support around, you know, um, what it is that I was doing. And then an opportunity presented itself to actually come on board as an independent contractor. And that's what I'm doing right now. So with a uh, question with the VIR, is that uh, something that like uh, if, if, so, if somebody that's transitioning out uh, wanting to do like a skills bridge program, is that something available for, for them? It is. And so they definitely have to at least have an idea and be clear about what type of product or what type of service they're actually going to um, put in the marketplace. Okay. Definitely. But it gives them a lot of training. And the main thing that it does is give them access to the network. You know, yeah. Bunker has a huge network of individuals that you can tap into so that you're going to make your mistakes as an entrepreneur, but you don't have to make the same mistakes. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing, right, is like Bunker already is a, an established organization company that has all these people that you need to connect with uh, in order to for you to be successful in, in whatever venture that you, you go into. And, you know, no matter how bad you might think it is in the beginning, starting off, it's always like that. Um, I think it's just going back to your point, just the connections that you make um, after after that is, is it's what's key. Yeah, you definitely have to build your support system. Want to support an active duty owned brand? Head over to fortis-fidelis.com. Again, that's fortis-fidelis.com and help us in honoring the brave and faithful service of our nation's defenders. All proceeds will help us create and provide memorial coins to the families of our fallen service members. Again, that's fortis-fidelis.com and help Fortiset Fidelis in honoring the brave and faithful. Definitely. Um, so how long have you, um, you know, how long have you been with Bunker and what are some of the challenges that you kind of face as, uh, you know, I talked earlier about the uh, director for training. Mm -hmm. What are some of the challenges you face um, uh, being in that position? So um, when I actually came on board, it was um, maybe about a year before the pandemic had hit. <laughs> so I had made the transition. It was a West Coast position. I lived in Nashville, Tennessee. So I had actually made the transition um, to the West Coast and then the pandemic happened and I ended up having to come back to Nashville, Tennessee where I have my support system. So in that position, I would say one of the biggest challenges was you know, kind of getting those that have been in the military for a very long time, they still had that regiment of being mm. in the military. 
So as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to flow. You have to be flexible. Everything is not just black and white, right? To become (laughs) institutionalized, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And the longer you've been in, the harder it actually is. Right, yeah. And And then the second thing is asking for help. That has been one of the biggest challenges. I come across a lot of veterans that are dealing with a lot of challenges, but that pride that they have, it keeps them from asking for assistance. Mm. And then of course, the imposter syndrome, you know, as they continue to go and, and grow the company and begin to get bigger, your network and your support system, the people you get around should be bigger as well. Not the same people that you actually started out with. Yeah, definitely all three, all three major challenges um, any entrepreneur faces, uh, definitely with with those those points uh so yeah, and then also access to capital right you know everybody's oh, looking yeah. for money and i you know um right now i'm doing the um, workshop series with bunker labs and uh we've been doing that for a little bit over a year and so we spend a lot of time talking about creative strategies to fund your business that you don't always have to use your own money. You don't always have to get an investor that wants equity in your company. There are so many options out there. And so it's getting the military veterans to you know, make the commitment to do the research and do your due diligence in order to you know, secure those opportunities. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Bunker Labs also, I mean, they can provide you with plenty of organizations, right? Like that would be able to offer, um, you know, uh, the money or the finances for whatever you're doing. That is correct. And so with the workshop series, every single month, I send out a list of over 50 different grants and business plan competitions that, that veterans and can, can participate in. And so the secret element with that is that you've got to apply. Like you got to be in the game in yeah. order to win, you know? Definitely. Um, so Renee, since you started with, with Bunker Labs and, you know, obviously with, with uh, what you're doing as an entrepreneur, what's been, what would you say has been like the most rewarding uh, experience so far? I would have to say the emails that I get from individuals that are really taking advantage of the network, taking advantage of the information, and they're getting some success. Um, So to date, we've had about 16 entrepreneurs that have gone through the workshop series to be able to secure $475,000 in grant funding. Mm. And so a lot of them have never, ever applied for a grant before. But, you know, they were willing to try and they end up being very successful. And then the success of the workshop series as well, where, you know, Bunker is doing something to be inclusive of all nationalities to be by having the workshop series because it focuses on Latinx, Asian American, female and black entrepreneurs. And again, that's something that Bunker Labs has never done. And so we are actually making history. So is that... um... Are those workshop series, is that uh, every month? Yeah, so it's an eight-week um, eight okay. series. So we do four of them a year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the Veterans in Red- Re- Residency, um, that's six months. Six months, that's correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so so when somebody may apply for the VIR and they may not get in the VIR, the workshop series is perfect for them because we have attorneys come, we have accountants come, we have salespeople, we have all these different things that you need to know as an entrepreneur. 
where maybe getting that foundation first in the workshop series makes it a little bit easier when you're actually going through the BIR. And uh, Renee, when can, uh, for those interested, when can they apply for the BIR? So the application is just closed recently. So you, <laughs> <laughs> so you can go to Bunker, you know, um, at Bunker Labs online and you'll be able to kind of see when the next round. And I, okay. I believe it's probably in about six months. Six months. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we just um, started the workshop series actually starts this week. And so we have another one. We have one that's going on right now that's going to start this week. And then we have, um, it, we have another one that will start in January. Okay. Um, so a lot of opportunity. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing uh, besides with, with Bunker Labs. You, um, so again, I was reading your, your, uh, your bio, uh, Empowerment Career Consultant. Can you explain uh, what you do? Uh, yeah, and so people will come to me and they'll say, Renee, these are adults. I have no idea what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> And so it's my job to help them figure that out. So we start by doing a series of different assessments to identify what do they enjoy doing, working indoor, outdoor, with people, without people, and so on and so forth. And then from there, we begin the process of creating a strong resume, building their network, and going through the process of securing employment. And so I share with them over 50 different ways to find a job, but most people don't need 50. They just need a solid two or three that they can use consistently in order to be able to secure employment. But the goal is really to thyself be true. And I know that sometimes we have to take a job just to get some money coming in. But the key element is that if you can find something that you truly enjoy doing, then of course the, the, the percentage of you staying there long-term and really doing a great job is really high. And also, um, thank you for, for explaining that. Um, 12 step, I, I was reading this again, the 12 step creative job searching process. Can you uh, just briefly describe that for our audience? Absolutely. And so the 12 step, of course, is number one, like, you know, you taking that assessment, identifying you know, the skill sets, what you want to do. And then also it goes even further to the environment. You know, I always say that, you know, when you're interviewing for a job, you should also be interviewing them as well to make sure, because some of you know, and I know you might've had the experience as well, where you took a job, you was like, man, I wish I'd have did more research before I said yes. <laughs> and so that, that's a part of the, a part of the process. And then also when it comes to another step in the 12 step is that is that network. And so we tap into organizations, nonprofit agencies that actually it is their job to help you find a job. So now you're not looking for a job by yourself. We're using the Tennessee Career, I'm in Tennessee, the Career Center. We're using the Career Center at your, your school that you went to. We're tapping into different organizations that support military veterans that are making transition. So we're putting together a team of individuals that are helping you to find a job. So it's not just you looking for a job beside, you know, by yourself. And then the most important thing is that people hire who they like. 
So are you likable when you go into the job interview, you know, do you scan the room and find something that you may have in common with the person that you're interviewing with? You know, are you prepared when you go to the interview? I am so old school still. I dress to the nine when I'm going mm, in for an yeah. interview because, you know, you, you always say that first impression. So I want to make sure that I'm making a positive impression. And then I work with my clients to do the same thing as well. So Renee, you know, thank you for describing, um, you know, about the empowerment career consultant, uh, the 12-step uh, creative job searching process. Where can our audience, if they want to find out more information on, on these things, where can they, uh, you know, where can they uh, support you with that? So they can go to ReneeBobTraining.com. So ReneeBobTraining.com, or you can also go to the BookPublishingLady.com as well. Okay. And of course, LinkedIn and Facebook, and I'm on Instagram as well. All those social media. Absolutely. <laughs> but Renee Bob training is the best. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you call, guess what? I pick up the phone. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So uh, Renee, one final question before we go to our second segment here. What's, you know, for anybody that's listening right now, you know, they're at a point where they might be transitioning out or have transitioned out recently from the military. What's one thing you want them to take away from this episode? Build your support system, build your network and tap into all of the free resources that are available for you to take advantage of. I remember I got an amazing contract um, and I went through the veterans rep at the um, Tennessee Department of Labor. And the opportunity that I got was working with the United States Navy teaching recruiters how to use social media to recruit individuals to join the military. It was amazing. But had I not built, built that network by going to the career center, I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity. So build your network and your support system. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you just never know, uh, you know, that, you know, that, that uh, connection where that, that can lead you. Uh, yeah. So just always be open uh, to, to networking and connecting with other people. Absolutely. All right. So Renee, so going to our second segment of our podcast here, this is what I call the fast five. These are the same five questions uh, I ask all my guests. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So Renee, what's one hobby you enjoy? Playing basketball. Even though I'm dusty, I still play. <laughs> so go out there and shoot hoops, huh? <laughs> exactly. Playing basketball. <laughs> awesome. Um, uh, second question, if you had to choose one person to hang out with for one day, who would it be and why? It would be Oprah Winfrey. I would love the opportunity to do an informational interview with her to learn about how she built that empire and where she got that passion to want to be able to empower other people. Some people call me Oprah Jr. Mm. I, can, I can see that. <laughs> right? I can see that. I mean, you've, you've, uh, you know, you've established yourself for almost what, 30 years or so. Yeah. With, yeah. With the business. Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely. Um, next question, recommend a book for our audience to read. Oh, that that's a tough one. There's two. Well, there's one, one, one best one would be, um, thinking grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Hmm. I mean, that is a classic and it's about thinking and growing rich, not just doing, like wow. really sitting down and thinking and planning. Yeah, I, I think mindset, it just goes all yes. the way back to my mindset. 
Uh, next question, Renee, what's your favorite quote and why? Um, my favorite quote and why? Um, my favorite quote would have to be uh, one of the Bible verses. I, you know, I spent a lot of time studying and reading the word of God. And so there is um, a scripture that talks about a woman who was about to lose her children and um, the debt collectors were coming to get her children. And then the man of God said, what talent or skill do you have that you can use? Or what do you have that you can sell that you can turn into income? And she had a little base and he said, go out there and get other bases. So she went out there, her children went out there and brought all these bases home. And she had a little bit of oil. She started pouring the oil and God began to multiply the oil. Oh, wow. So I love that story because it's like with your talents and with your skills, how do you use what you have to keep multiplying and helping people as, as you continue to help yourself? Yeah, that's, a, that's, a great, uh, that's a great story and yeah. <laughs> definitely motivation right there. Um, Renee, final question. What do you see yourself in a year, five years, or even 10 years from now? That's a really good question. So I'm currently, uh, even though I live in Nashville, Tennessee, I'm in Destin, Florida, um, because I, to thyself again, be true. And when I get stuck or stagnant, the beach really helps me to think and be creative. So I'm here actually planning out my 2022. So I do a vision board, I do my goal setting. So in, in one year, I would love to be able to have um, part-time residency here in Destin, Florida. And then of course I live in Nashville, Tennessee. But as far as the company, I would love to be able to build out my train the trainer program and be able to train others to do what it is that I do, especially when it comes to being the book publishing lady. And then in three years from now, I'm hoping to have another, um, you know, professional women's basketball team in a different city. Um, and then, you know, I'm hoping to be able to have more players. Right now, we have nine players that actually have um, secure contracts to play international basketball. I'm hoping to be able to quadruple that in three years. I have an opportunity coming up on December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, um, where the WNBA is having a tryout, and I'm going to be taking five players to try out. So I've been at this for a year. I'm hoping to get one player to play in a WNBA. And then I would say five years from now, woo, that's really exciting. I'm hoping to have different individuals that are are, I'm, I'm, I really want to make sure I have a couple more books on the market. So I'm at 17 now. I want to have at least 20 books on the market. And I also would love to be able to have a couple of major contracts with major corporations where I'm going in and doing training and development. But it's not just me. It's actually individuals that I've trained as well. So I want our audience to kind of just pay attention. So it's October at the time of this recording, and this woman is already planning out her, her 2022. And if you didn't, if you weren't listening, she was very detailed as far as like her goals were, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, yeah, I want to make, you know, this much whatever right you you were like that's that's intentional and that's being you know focused on and what you you know what you want to do and what you want to accomplish so renee man uh kudos salute to you um i, I just love that like the way you were very like um 
you know, detailed in, in yeah. what you want to accomplish, because I think that's, you know, people, people like want, want so many things right in life, but they just don't, they lose focus or lack the discipline to, you know, to just get it and, and, and you're yeah. doing it. So absolutely. Um, I say great things come to those who go get them. <laughs> so you got to get off your behind and go get them. <laughs> go get them. Definitely. definitely. Uh, so Renee, this has been a great episode. Uh, again, I appreciate you for your time. Uh, you know, before we go, where can our audience, where can they follow you? Where can they support you? Yes, they can go to Renee Bob Training. And then, of course, Renee Bob on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, those are the, the main places. And then the bookpublishinglady.com as well. Awesome. So, uh, guys, gals, make sure you go check out Renee Bob uh, at those websites. And uh, we'll, we'll make sure to put the, uh, the links in the show notes uh, when this comes out. Um, Renee, thank you again for your time. And I'm hoping... Uh, uh, to, you know, to stay in touch with you and then talk to you soon and hear more about, um, you know, what's next for you. It'd be beautiful for us to check in a year from now and you'd be able to see that these things have happened. So thank yeah. you so much for the opportunity. All right. Take care, Renee. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, Raiden here. I just want to thank you for listening to our podcast Make sure you guys go check out our website, fortis-fidelis.com. Again, that's fortis-fidelis.com. And learn how you can help us support in providing these memorial coins to the families of the fallen. And make sure you guys go follow our social media on Facebook, F-R-T-S-F-D-L-S. Again, that's frts FDLS and on Instagram and Twitter at FRTS underscore FDLS. Again, that's FRTS underscore FDLS. And make sure you guys go subscribe, review, and leave a comment on our podcast on all the podcast platforms. Till then, take care.